Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the GAA Hour brought to you by Sports Joe and Shore. 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. How's things with you anyway, Dermot? 100% living the dream. Good stuff. So I uh, like the like the rest of Dublin. You're you're a supporter this week. Uh, on the outside looking in, I suppose. Um, how have you found that in in the three years since you retired? Yeah, it's been very enjoyable. We were only we were only discussing that earlier on, myself and Lee. We were saying uh, it's it's a different dynamic. I never enjoyed reviewing games or anything, or re- reviewing opposition or doing previews of games or anything like that. I never I never enjoyed it because it was it, it felt like work sort of thing, you know. Okay. Um, but now as a fan, it's a different perspective. I actually get, you get to know different teams, different players, different systems, but it's all kind of it's all in, in fun, and I actually I enjoy reviewing the games and even more previewing the games. Um, like mm. we we pre- previewed this game leading up on on Sunday, Dublin Mayo, obviously one of the biggest games of the year, and um, it's been very enjoyable morning, um, just discussing all that sort of stuff. But it's different when you're playing, you know, it's more intense, it's more it's more like work when you're when you're involved. So, like, when you are retired, like, are, are you surprised that you've enjoyed the, the kind of punditry aspect? Yeah, to be honest with you, yeah. No, it's it's very controlled in the manner that I do. I don't, I don't put myself out there for all the media. Let's, I suppose, um, I I, I do a small with with boil sports, and and that kind of suits me. You know, it's it's it the format suits me rather than like big TV shows or any of that sort of carry on. Would I'd like to be under the radar there? You you couldn't see yourself going into that and the. Sunday game or something? Never say never. Okay, fair enough. Um, would you be like, would you be a fanatical Gaelic football fan? Like, say, would you watch Mayo, Galway at the weekend? That kind of thing? Yeah, of course, yeah. Obviously, we I keep a close eye on all the games, really, to be honest with you. Like, I've been, I've been at a lot of games this year. We've travelled up and down the country watching games this year. Um, but... It's yeah, it's it's different. Like I would have never done that when I was playing. There's no way would I ever have gone to opposition games when I was playing. It maybe because you you might be you might be seen at a game or you might get annoyed or whatever it may be. But um, as a fan, yeah, I, I love going to the games. I'm a big hurling fan as well. So I, I, like any time I get an opportunity to go and watch a hurling game, I'm there. Like, would you still get that? Like people coming up to you as much as say when you were playing, like just say looking for a selfie or something like that. No, they wear the disguise when I go into the games now. I got clever as the years went on, you know. So what's the disguise? Uh, do you know the, the old disguise? It's a hat, like a top hat. Glasses, <laughs> yeah. moustache. <laughs> okay, okay. I suppose it has to be done. It doesn't have to be done, but it's, it works. Works, yeah. Um, who, who would be your favourite players to watch in, in Gaelic football at the minute? Yeah, obviously you'd have to say Clifford for Kerry. He he's the standout at the moment. I think he's remarkable when he's playing well. Him and the brother when they play together, I think are really really sharp. Um, I'm enjoying watching Aidan O'Shea play this year. It's a different dynamic for him at full forward. And Ryan O'Donoghue's being standout for Mayo, I think. Um, for Dublin, Bugler for me has been their best player this year. Well, look, Con has been their best player, but we all know what Con can bring. 
But mm. as in, as in kind of a breakout season, I think Sean Bugler is going to have that this year. All depending on what happens on Sunday, I think he'll be a nailed on all star this year if if he if he keeps going the way he's going. I think he's he just looks really fit at the moment. He's he's mm. contributing now on the scoreboard. His tackling is unreal. Um, Galway, Sean Kelly, I suppose you could, you could talk about him all day long. You know, very, very unlucky for him. He's captain of that team. Was kind of they were beaten in the league final by Mayo, and they, they obviously went out then last last weekend against Mayo, and probably had they probably the form team in it of the championship. So for him, I, I was very disappointed for him because I thought he had some year. You know, really did. <clears throat> yeah, like Bugler, I suppose, just uh, unbelievably fit, really, and and some man to run with the ball. Yeah, but not only that, he like he can train any donkey to be fit and run fast and all that carry on. But this guy has two feet, and I tell you, you won't well, you do, you won't go by him either. Too easy either, and he's he's so strong in the tackle. Like he, he's putting in five, six, seven tackles for Dublin every single game he goes out. But but he was always doing that. Now he's contributing on the other end, and he's getting two or three scores, which will which will bring his game on. What would you be like as a spectator at the Dublin games? Would you get excited? No, I'm more of a calm demeanor, to be honest with you. There, there are a few, there are a few hot heads now in 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 the boys' sports box when we're in there. Um, but I'm more like Jim Gavin. I just sit in my seat and watch the game and enjoy it. Okay, okay. Um, like, do you do you miss it since you, um, since you retired? Um, did, um, um, like, have you got to play much with your club since since uh, retired from Dublin in, in 2020? I played with the club last year. I haven't played football at all this year. I'm actually playing hurling at the moment with the club. That's why I was asking you about the hurling. <laughs> yeah. um, it was not, it was Packy Roy's managing this year and my younger brother is playing now. We haven't won a club championship in 30 years. So um he asked me would I go back and try to contribute a little bit this year. I'm only going back the last four weeks, so but I'm really enjoying it. I haven't played any kicked any football this year at all. And I don't I don't plan on yet. I never say never, but I don't plan on going back to any football yet. Um so yeah, that's uh, like some people would say that like you were as good a hurler as you were a footballer. It, 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 like, would you? I know. Did you win a Leinster medal under twenty one? Won a Leinster under twenty one under Sean Lane and went on. We played Galway then the All Ireland final. We we're, were beaten pretty convincingly in that All Ireland final. But I never played minor with Dublin in hurling. But I didn't football, um, and that kind of made my decision. To be honest with you. Um, I think he was a the manager there from from Nafina and he didn't pick me and they did a very, very strong minor, second year minor team that year. They, they were beaten by Limerick in the Aller in semi final. And to be honest with you, I, I kind of was a bit disheartened there. And I, I picked football then pretty much well. Dave Billings kind of put the arm around the shoulder and brought me up to Pillar Caffrey squad that year in 2006, 2007. And uh, you can't do both at that level, you know, you either pick one or the other, and that's the way I, that's the way I chose. And like, do you, would you find hurling there's a bit more freedom in the Gaelic football to play, or like, I suppose which yeah, which all the work. Yeah, so yeah, that's the so much easier to play hurling. I mean, you're not covering 10, 12 k. Your body doesn't be as sore the next day. Um, I'm I'm just really enjoying it at the moment. It's all about you know, it's a really skill based game. It's not it, it can be an athletic game, but it's not as athletic as football. It's not as hard hitting as football. Um, but yeah, I know I'm really enjoying it at the moment. And my mantra is let the ball do the work that'll move them way faster than I ever will. How was the first touch when you came back when you hadn't played in a few years? Absolutely dire. It was a tackle every and my second touch was a tackle every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well sure, okay. You have to have to start at the yeah, at yeah, the bottom. Get, we're getting there. We're getting there. Get back. Three up, points but... against Luke in the last day. 
Okay. Are you a midfielder? Where, where are you playing? Forward, forward. Stay inside. Self and big uh, John Henderson inside, yeah. The two bosses. So, so let the ball into you. Let the ball in, anyway. Okay. Um, growing up, like, who would have been, say, the, the biggest influences on, on your career, Dermot? Like, we were, we were talking to Shane Walsh a couple of weeks ago, and he told us that his old principal used to just drum it into him to, to practice with the left foot more than the right. And I suppose he, he's very two-footed now. Like, who would, have, who would have been the biggest influences on your career? Yeah, certainly in Vincent's, that was definitely a mantra. And and when you said that, Tony Diamond comes to mind. <clears throat> he always taught us that we had a good foot and a better foot, not a not a strong foot and a weaker foot. Um, and that was always a big part of his training. And and kick passing was was always a big thing from him. And then obviously as you go up through the ranks, like I mean, you you meet the likes of Mickey Wheel and Pat Kilroy, Jim Gavin, like the list of coaches goes on and on and on as you go on in your career. Um, I I wouldn't like to single out anybody individually, but. Um, certainly, I, I was very, very lucky to to play under a lot of really good coaches. Yeah. So, so your kicking like would have been one of the best parts of your game. Like, would it have been something that you'd have practiced yourself, um, like on your own, even between training, going out with a bag of balls and hitting them off the right and the left? Hundred percent. You hit nobody's born with two feet. You can kick off two feet like nobody is. It's practice, practice, practice. Um, and it's, it's something I really like to do. Like some lads go out and they they like to go to the gym or some lads some lads like to go out and they do more runs or some lads like to go out and take shots. It was I'd prefer to go out and you know work on my kick pass and that's that's that was my strength in the game. I thought so. Um, it's something that I really did work on down the years and as you get older, you get better at it. Um, and you you know you're kind of your sweet spot. So, um, yeah, a lot of practice. That's all. You'd have been doing that from a young age. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, like, when it was, you were, it was 12 years you were playing with Dublin, am I right in saying? 2006 to 2019, whatever that is. Maybe okay. one year in the middle. 13, like, um, is it, like, when you're playing for so long and your summers are, you had long summers every year playing with Dublin, like, can it be tough? And I know you went to Boston in 2018, like, was that a, uh, Nice. I suppose it was such a big change because you wouldn't have been used to getting a break like that. Yeah, well, you see, at the same time, Vincent's were going very well. So I actually played this. I actually played two or three years where you got no break. You literally yeah. got a week, a week of Christmas. But even at that week of Christmas, you had an All Ireland semi final or an All or a, an All Ireland club semi final to play in in January. So you were kind of you never really got to take your eye off the ball and. I was very lucky that I never really got too many injuries, maybe a couple of soft tissue injuries or a few, couple of bangs, but I never, nothing took me out for a long period of time. So I did have a lot of minutes and miles on the, on the clock, I suppose. Um, and it does get hard. You, like it comes in waves. Like, so if you're not get if you're not getting enough downtime, it becomes monotonous, the same train and the same routine, the same, you know, so, and, and in fairness, like with Jim Gavin that time when we were when we were going well with Vincent, he always gave me time off. You know, he always he, he realised that like doing that running session on a Tuesday is not gonna like I'm already as fit as I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna get much fitter, say leading up to a championship game or whatever. But he was always very good at managing lads in that sort of sense where he could see a lad maybe he's just a little bit tired and maybe needs a couple of days rest. Um, and he was very good at managing that. So uh, it, it, it was hard. The Boston thing in 2018 is something that I'd. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. We went over there 
I went. I didn't play football all year. I didn't play with the club that year. I uh, I completely, I completely disengaged with it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to play. I'd, I'd been pissed off the the year previous. What happened? And uh, I just kind of fell out of love with football. And I remember sitting down with Shane Carty, and he was like, "Why don't you go to states? So why don't we go to states for the summer?" And kind of that sparked that idea in my head. And we we ended up meeting with a couple of clubs, some from New York, some from Boston, some from Philly. Um, and we decided we'd go to Donegal, Boston, and I swear to God, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. We won the championship, out, made great friends, and um, if you ever need a place to stay in Boston, I'm sure there'd be there'd be plenty of beds, you know, the sort of way. And and even similar for them guys coming back here, like getting invited to weddings and just making good friends, you know. And that's something that you don't do when you're playing intercounty football because you don't have them summers. You don't get to do the summer holiday. You, don't, you miss the sags. You miss the weddings. You miss. You might be at the wedding, but you're not having the same crack as everyone else is sort of thing, you know. So um, it was a real, it was a real kind of back to the, back to the old, like it's, it's like playing club football in 20 years ago where it's, you know, you go out when you play on a Sunday, you train Tuesday and Thursday, you might do a gym session during the week, but it wasn't, it wasn't all structured like that. And then you go out for a few points and enjoy each other's company then after the game, which I thought was, it was something new for me and I really enjoyed it. And I, I'd say to any young lad that gets the opportunity to do it, to go and go and do it. So like, like you, when you're playing inter-county, you probably wasn't even, didn't even think about that. You, like you wouldn't have got the chance to, to have done that so like when you got the taste for it it probably was a completely just a new completely life-changing experience in that way i suppose yeah 100 yeah well like like <clears throat> the rule had changed i remember lads when you got knocked out of the championship barely lads you were able to travel or even able to travel over for a weekend to play the finals Simply, like new york used to do it a lot used to bring tj reed out and these big hurlers out and they'd play for one weekend maybe or whatever but it was a completely different experience that really changed where you had to sign for the 60 days so you had 60 days with the club and that was that was the way it was um but i, I, I was one of it was one of the best summers <clears throat> one of the best summers i've ever had <clears throat> because i was coming to an age where i was kind of mature enough to realize that the, it's not all about the crack either you know and uh that summer that summer we got really, really fit over in Boston. Myself and Shane Carty trained their asses off during the week. Um, and because of the, the the hot weather and, you know, it's very humid in Boston in the summertime, we actually, I was as fit as I ever was coming back from there. And we had a great season then with the club leading, leading or just after that as well. Okay. Okay, so, um, like, when you weren't playing, say, 20, 21, 22, like, how, how did you fill the void? I, I see you play a small bit of golf as well. Yeah, very badly. Um, what's the handicap? Yeah, uh, jeez, I, I I was fourteen, but I don't know. I don't know. The handicap's not great. I haven't played golf. I haven't even hit a ball in anger this year. I've been to the driving range. There's driving range around the corner from the from the house, and you got the new pro tracer or the, the track masters in. So I've been around there playing Pebble Beach a few times, but um, now the golf game ain't great. Let's be honest. <laughs> it needs work. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. And I suppose Dublin Mayo this weekend, like you're uh, an ambassador for Boyle Sports, they've Dublin six to four favourites, Mayo uh, eleven to four outsides. Would you would you go along with that, Brad? Yeah, I think I think I, I think Dublin are favourites. Yeah, I, I I think even talking to Lee Keegan, he thinks he sees Dublin as favourites. But I wouldn't write off Mayo. Like if if Dublin come out and come out and go man to man with this Mayo team, I, I, similar to what happened down in Killarney against Kerry, I think Mayo could make hay. Um, 
But if Dublin if Dublin control the game first half, I think they have they have the personnel to come off the bench now. Like like we haven't seen Jack McCaffrey in a couple of weeks, we haven't seen Paul Mannion in a couple of weeks, we haven't seen Costello in a couple of weeks. They're all guys that still have to come into the squad, you know, and they're they're, they're starting to fight for places again. The only weakness I see in Dublin is is the new guys in the back line. Are they are they solidified yet? Do they know each other inside out? Um and do they have enough cover? To come in if if something does go wrong in the defence, that's the only negative I'd have for Dublin. Um, Mayo, there's loads of question marks. They've they've been up and down. They've been around the belt. Nobody knows what they're going to get when they come out on the field. Like they were unbelievable against Kerry first first round of the group stages, and then went out in the next two games. They were brutal. So we just don't know what we're going to get from Mayo. Um, as I said, if Dublin if Dublin go out and I think it'd be very naive of them to go out and play man on man with this Mayo side because that's where they can get themselves in a little bit of trouble. But I do see Dublin as favourites here, one hundred percent. You wouldn't be worried that Dublin, like, haven't faced uh, too many Division One teams so far this year. I think it's just Roscommon and Derry, obviously a top level team that they've played this year. Yeah, and struggled, struggled in both of them. I was up in, I went up to Derry in the first league game where they lost. Um, Dublin weren't great that day. They, they they looked a bit leggy to be honest with you, but they got it going second half and they kind of pulled it back. Um, the league final then here they they beat they beat Derry, but missing a lot of guys as well. They were getting. I know they were getting a lot of heavy work done in the legs. Um, very disappointed in the Roscommon game. I was in at it. Roscommon should have beat Dublin by three or four that day. They were very lucky to get out of it. To be honest with you. Um, but yeah, this is the question mark we always had. Did Dublin ever get tested in Leinster? Did they this? Did they that? Look, it's on the day, really. Um, yeah. I think Dublin have the measure of this Mayo side, though. So um, the plan for you now is hopefully win a first uh, Dub- uh, Dublin Senior Championship for for Vincent in, in thirty years. Yeah, 1993 was the last time they won it, and um, one of the one of the older statesmen. He's not playing anymore. Seamus McHugh has an old Rag Week 1993 T-shirt that he does wear down training every now and again, just to remind us it's been 30 years to, since we've won the bloody thing. So, um, it will be very good. I think we've a we've a young, strong panel and a, and a a serious manager at the helm. So, yeah, we'll be there thereabouts. I say at the end of the year. Lovely. Well, best of luck with that, Dermot, and uh, thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Yeah, not a butter. You've been listening to the GAA Hour, brought to you by Sports Joe and Shore. 72-hour non-stop protection, tested to the limits. Shore, it won't let you down.